Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. And uh, we were joined this afternoon by uh, comedian Ivo Graham, who was on very good form, telling us about life during uh, lockdown. Uh, We spoke to a hardened criminal, but reformed, Andy. That's the important thing, isn't it? Yeah. Well, very much so, yes. And uh, but fascinating insight into living in long term in lockdown, in solitary, in effect. Yeah. Uh, the moose, the moose was there with his quiz. He's always worked very hard, and I've enjoyed it. It's, it's yeah. good fun. Uh, a new thing that we brought to you, which is the kind of ba- the clips wheel of fortune. I that's think right. Yeah, we spin the wheel of fortune. They fall on some random clips from a day uh, of the past, and so we we kick that off today. You'll hear that. Yeah, um, you get you get the whole lot. So it's not just a selection of clips from a certain point. It's that day, the clips that went out on that particular day. So, warts yeah. and all. Uh, and warts and all. Mike Ward as well. Wards and all. So that's yeah. it. <laughs> that's right. Mike Ward with a pick of tonight's TV. So here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. And good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And uh, I start with the. Uh, I love these readers' offers. They're still going on, and of course, it's fine. Why not? Because uh, we all need clothes. And this is for the stain repellent, easy wear, finest cotton chino. A marvelously uh, cheap item at twelve pound fifty plus wow, postage and packing. I know it says here. This is the bit I like. You won't find Chum's amazing comfort and value in the shops. No, you won't. There's no shops open. So far, you can't argue with that. Can you? Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. Tremendous. Yeah. No. It's yeah, they, they are. They they've got. Oh yes. The other thing I like. Mm-hmm. They've got two side pockets. I do like a trouser with pockets in it. So yes, I always, find it such an advantage. It's always useful. Yeah. And but I remember they used to put on the ads uh, like those kind of indestructible kegs yeah. you could buy for twelve quid for people of a certain yeah, yeah. age. It's normally a Daily Mail or Express reader off, isn't it? And they used to proudly boast you'll never wear them out and I used to think what is that out in the street (laughs) out in public or because looking at them I thought no I wouldn't wear those out either I'd definitely just wear them indoors (laughs) and uh, a piece in the uh, Mm. Daily Star today by old mate Jerry Law he says uh, Mm. pop star Kim Wilde believes eco-friendly aliens are visiting Earth to help us save the planet Mm. won't do much of a job of it are they let's be honest yeah (laughs) you could could be better really yeah. <laughs> Big claim from Kim there. Juan Foyth. A bit of football here now. What a Johnny Juan hates Foyth. jazz make of... Uh, I mean, <laughs> we, we need to hear some other, from other 80s stars, don't we, really? What what they make of the whole situation when it comes to well, alien life. very forces. true. Yeah, yeah. You can't argue We'll get them on. We'll uh, get them on. We should... 
Yeah. Good idea. Uh, Tottenham defender Juan Foyth has yeah. no future at the club under Jose Mourinho. You don't yeah. say. Yeah. It's absolutely blank, this player, completely, hasn't it? Wow. Has he played once? He's um he's he's always I mean God bless him he's good on the ball but he's always got a rick in him every game every game Poch he has loves a, him, he has though. a bit of a Norman wisdom moment I know he did and I actually, he's a good footballer I just don't think he's a defender he's just got to switch on a bit more sometimes he just like he's, he's sort of look I don't know I just I, I liked him there's elements of his game I like but I'm, I'm kind of with Jose really I, I'm not sure it, you know if you're a defender and you keep making mistakes it's not great it's not it? especially ones that lead quick to though, goals. Isn't he? He is quick. He is yeah. quick. He's got a bit of bit of pace. Maybe he should play up front man. or something. Somewhere he doesn't get in the way. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, one, if I'm you're a, listening. I'm tremendously out if he is, but I'm tremendously enjoying the self-interest of uh, people in football at the moment. And uh, here's one, a brilliant one. Norwich Sporting Director Stuart Webber claims Leeds and West Brom should both be blocked from promotion unless they complete the championship season. Yeah, no self-interest in there at all. Yeah. I, I expect you think Norwich should stay up. Would be my guess. Yeah. I'm only guessing. I'm it's just thinking, Andy. They should, they should send him. They should send him to uh, Birmingham. He should go to Birmingham on loan because then the crowd could have the chant: "Fight, fight, fight, fight!" And everything. Come on, Nick. Who wants some? It'd be a bit like that, wouldn't it? Yeah. It would be good. Yeah. And um, what do we got here? Oh, yes, a lovely headline in the Times today: "What we'd all give to be living with a hairdresser." Well, that's yeah, true. Well, Especially you if are, like aren't you, Andy? Tennis. You're living with a hairdresser. I've had two lockdown haircuts, and I haven't broken the uh, the rules. What so are you going to say, then? Good. <laughs> okay, I haven't broken what? I said, well, I don't believe that for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. Um, what else have we got? Talking of which, Andy, can, I bring, uh, can oh, I bring yeah. up you yeah. a bit of a public information uh, situation, as Glenn would call it? I was chatting yeah. to a dentist earlier on, and if you're letting some aspects of your personal hygiene uh, kind of, you're a bit fast and loose with it, do look after mm. your teeth. Uh, the interesting thing the oh, dentist yeah. was telling me is that um, despite the fact that their practice has got all the PPA they would need to open to look after their regulars, um, they're not able to at the moment. And so you are sent to sort of hubs. There are places you are sent to, which are often quite a long way away. This is going on with opticians and other stuff as well. Mm, sure. So yeah, no, you'll go off to these hubs. Too, yeah. And um, as I said, this dentist I know has got the same level of PPE as these hubs, but he's not allowed to open. Uh, and people are going to them, uh, it seems. It's taken about a week which is great if you've got an abscess. It's taken about a week oh. to get an appointment often um, because they're so busy. They're just banged out. And you get to these places, and, of course, they, you know, they can't give you the sort of TLC. Your dentist might say, you've got a little chip on the tooth there, uh, you know, but we'll, we'll leave that, and then we'll work on it, and then you know, we can fill it, or we don't. The teeth are coming out. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like going to a Victorian hospital where they cut on your leg, and then they get the sore out. <laughs> I mean, they yeah, haven't no, got the time bad. to give you that look. Look, no. I know this is a sweeping generalisation, but this was a story. That I does was sound told. bad. Often they're saying, "Well, you know, we haven't, we can't see you four or five times. We got people backing up. Mm. The tooth's going to have to come out." So look, this is anecdotal. You know, I'm not speaking on behalf of anybody, but I'm just saying. All I'm saying is, when that, give it the full two minutes on the brushing of your teeth, because uh, at it's the moment all, it's a very, very, very good advice because yeah. uh, your teeth are. Do you remember that when Fulham used to do this? Uh, yeah, John Tigana used to send them all to the dentist all the players because it was the root of a lot of back issues and everything yeah Absolutely. So, yeah, good advice there. Absolutely excellent. Now, this uh, this one was a bit of an odd one in the sun. I'll just end with this one probably time-wise. Lily Sage is a star swimmer. Ten years after being born, while her mum, Carla Davis, 33, who 
didn't need to know that, was having a bath near Bridge End. So she was basically born in the bath. Well, what's that got to do with her being a good swimmer? It's absolutely got nothing to do with it at all. Has it? Surely, surely <laughs> that, really. that can't be the criteria for producing good swimmers. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport. Now, lockdown, of course, uh, being uh, slowly eased, but uh, still many people are aware and are preferring to uh, stay at home at the moment. The original message, of course, from the government. But it's, you know, it's a difficult thing, isn't it? It's uh, for your mental health. And uh, we thought we would turn now to uh, a man that has spent an awful lot of time uh, in his own company, uh, in, in his old guise as, well, let's be honest, a hardened criminal, um, he is, of course, a reformed character these days. Uh, you may well have read his memoir, Beyond Reason, or indeed some of his poems. As I say, he's a very changed man. But, but uh, let's get some insight into lockdown now from uh, Tony Beckton. Tony, very good afternoon. Hello, guys. You okay? Yeah, we're not we're not too bad, uh, Tony. How, how have you been faring? In in I mean, are you are you alone at the moment in isolation? Yeah, I'm, I am alone uh, through choice. Well, I went, spent 27 years in the Majesty's jails and prisons. I come out, I had about three days, and then this come on top. Now I'm banged up again. But, uh, <laughs> no. you know, it, it's like a, like a joke being played on me, isn't it? But, but, but you know, God, God bless, I'm OK. I hope everyone else is OK. And uh, we're just trying to get on with it, aren't we? Yeah. Do you think, you think it has given you, uh, the, the experience of what you went through, has given you that bit of fortitude? You're kind of used to it now. How different is what you're going through yeah, at the moment mate, from I being could, inside? I do, yeah, I can do this standing on my head with the telly. I've got books now. Any book I want to read, I can order from the Amazons and that. Um, what I learned, I learned to go within myself when I was in, in, in solitary. And for instance, I became an expert at making things out of matchsticks. Okay. And when I was in Wandsworth, I made a, a exact scale replica of the Anger Watt Temple uh, matchsticks. Wow! Took me a year and a half, and I and in in that model there was a visiting basketball team, and I even made the seven pairs of, of basketball boots out of out chewing gum. I hand painted them. They was on the steps of the temple. Wow! But you know, and the governor they was all going crazy. They wanted to put it on in the news and all that. And then that yeah. night. They wouldn't let us watch Toy Story 2, so I smashed it to pieces. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> no. Oh, no, that, yeah, that's, oh dear. that's a shame. No, <laughs> with me, it's, it's good yeah. and bad, you know. Of I, course. Was, I weren't prepared to back down, you know. Yeah, no, I understand. And the irony was, of course, you were in for arson that time as well, weren't you? So Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you're. I mean, obviously, tempers get frayed. I mean, you are on your own, you say, but tempers do get frayed in this situation. It's hard to keep yeah. the cool sometimes. And have you uh, have you been able to keep a, a, a kind of well, lid on I, things, I, Tony? I, obviously, I ain't seen anyone, so it's difficult wherever we're out. There's no one there. They say Alex Ferguson can start around an empty house. I've been given a series of protocols and... Um, and um, disciplines by the various head shrinkers and, uh, you know, psychiatrists I've spoken to, where you're a normal person, Paul, you, you, you have to count to 10 if you, if you feel angry. I have to count to 100. Right, OK. And I, I was on day release. I was up in Cardiff on day release. I went up there and uh, all these football fans started coming towards me singing, you know, and I just thought, hold it down, I started counting. I was still there the next morning. <laughs> but uh, I got hurt. 
That's the important That's thing, good. of course, isn't it? That's yeah. true. Did you, when you were in uh, prison, uh, Dave, did you, uh, did you, did you have any Who's Dave? pals? Did you have any, I don't know who Dave don't is. Call, if you call him Dave, Dave, he'll kick off. He don't like being called Dave. <laughs> no. Tony. I call everybody Dave. That's yeah. what I do. <laughs> Andy, Dave, Jacobs, yeah. <laughs> Tony, what I meant to say, not Dave, of course, sorry about that. <laughs> Keep up. The, uh, did you have any pen pals when you were in prison, like women who used to write to you? Because so, often these the blokes who are inside for a long time suddenly become attractive to women on the outside. Yeah, this, this is very common. and uh, Some of the women that write to you are the most beautiful... They are angels sent from above, and they've seen the the, the, the horrific conditions we live in and what's been visited upon us, you know, uh, the degradation that's visited upon the prisoners. Some of them are women who are on the fringes of the underworld, and maybe they want to say they're Tony Bexton's girlfriend, they get a free pint or, or a service wash in the laundrette, and the rest of them are complete nutters. <laughs> okay. So very, very distinct groups, obviously. Uh, yes, obviously you've, you've not been. I mean, look again. It's, it's difficult for everybody. You've not been tempted uh, back in your old ways, have you? In this, in this period. No, Brian, it's over now for me. I mean, I, I watched that. Uh, I watched that Atten Garden thing. Um, yeah. That's what it's like now for people. Well, you can't do robberies no more. The money's all been made. You know, by the governments, the crooks now are the people who press buttons, they transfer the money, don't they? Mm. I mean, they charge you money to take money out of a cash point, you know what I mean? Yeah. Man, I wouldn't have that. I mean, things like that. When I was, when I got nicked, it was a better time, wasn't it? Yeah. To be honest, it was a more innocent time, and we took advantage of that. You, uh, were, you were rarely innocent, though, Tony, let's be honest. No, I've got to be honest, I did everything that I said I did, apart from the parrot. I never nicked that parrot, but everything was fucked up. But I'll tell you a funny story, Paul. I was, uh, when I went out to do my day release, I, you know, I got banged up in 1974. And uh, they, and they was all the screws said, come and get your clothes on, you're going out, you're free, you know. I went down there, and as I got there, they'd give me the clothes. Mm-hmm. I remembered that the night I got nicked, I went to see the Bay City Rollers. <laughs> and... Uh, I put the gear on. It was like a boiler suit with all the tartan trim and the scarves, the lot, and, and, and the tam of shanta. Gone out on the street. What happened? Someone said something. It all went off, and I was back in jail again. Straight away. Oh yeah, no! Dear. Oh dear. Now, yeah, a couple of your favourite hobbies I've, I've learned over the years, and well, when we know from Beyond Reason, things that kind of got you back on the straight and narrow inside, and, and things you learnt inside. You became an ice sculptor, didn't you? And, and you, uh, have you had a chance to indulge that recently or not? I, I, got, uh, I, got, I moved away from the ice because it starts to melt and get you. You know, I used to do a lot of Tamla work with Tamla Motown groups. I used to do do the groups for people. I do, you know, Smokey Robinson or Stevie Wonder, The Temptations, The Four Tops. I would just make little models for people, whatever they wanted. You know what I mean? But yeah. After a while, you know, they, it, it melts, and we ain't got fridges in jail, so it used to upset me too much. <laughs> so I can understand that. Well, understand and, and the brass really. rubbing, I suppose you've not been able to get. I know you love the brass rubbing. You've not got to the churches to. No, you know, it's gone out of fashion now. The kids today, are, you know, you see them in jail today. They come in, they're all full of vinegar, and and, and you say, you know, they've never they've never knelt down in a graveyard. And, and trace the trace the gravestone with a bit of brass rubbing. That's where things are going wrong. Hobbies. Yeah. They've got no hobbies, the young kids today, have they? No, that's very true. I think maybe no, it's, it's very a, true. a very different society if more people tried their hand at, at, at brass rubbing. So, um, 
So, finally, Tony, any any sort of advice to people as someone who's spent a lot of time, saying solitary confinement, uh, as a kind of cope in these difficult times? Press-ups. Oh, okay. That's all really you can do is press-ups. <laughs> I've got the world record for... I've done 7,400 press-ups with two press officers on my back. Wow. Um, and, wow. I, and there's a photo. I was in the Book of Records. Wow. Sadly, I had a row of one of them uh, a month later and put him in hospital, but... You know, they brought in the photo while he was recovering. I think he's quite proud of it because he wasn't going to get in and couldn't split the records otherwise, was he? Well, no, that's, I suppose, every cloud. Um, well, look, Tony, you keep safe. Uh, do appreciate you joining us. Is, is your memoir, Beyond Reason, still available to buy? I tell you, is it on mail order? Or? I don't know. I think, he, I think he got, there were so many people complained about bits in it that I think there was only about four pages left. <laughs> oh dear, well, that's a shame. Oh so they're, they're like gold dust yeah. on Amazon. Unders. They go for about a grand each. They're, they're yeah, they're so they tell me, but I yeah. don't, don't deal with Amazon. I don't like them. I, 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 don't, I don't like that business. I'm over and have you been drawn back to the poetry finally? Have you have you been drawn back to the the the, uh, the poetry? There's no money in the poetry, is no, it's true. And it's from true. home, that's true. From home, that's the new way. In it. I don't know what you're supposed to do, but I keep seeing pictures of people making a lot of money. No. <laughs> I'm rambling now. Can... Yeah, no, look, it's been lovely to talk to you, Tony. <clears throat> you well, stay it's safe, to, Tony. Yeah. And we're so yeah. pleased to say you've not so, been tempted back. Very well, about any sport. Seems as, as if there's no difference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could be that we we don't really talk about sport when there is sport, so it's just maybe made it slightly easier for us. Yeah. That's probably it. Yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. We saw some pictures of the West End boys being tested, mm. um, and uh, Declan Rice was one of them. And he was. I mean, any asthmatics out there will know very well what a peak flow meter is, uh, and that's sure. what their, their their lung capacity is being tested on the kind of bit of kit that many asthmatics will have at home. And uh, it just struck me, because you kind of blow into these things and you check out how your lung capacity is at any one point. So it might be nice if maybe the club started selling one that played bubbles. So you blew into it, and it, <laughs> and it just and it gave you and it gave you yeah, a bit of "I'm forever blowing good, bubbles." Yeah. That'd be nice, nice club-specific nice. peak flow Excellent. meters to go with the uh, to go with the masks. They're, they're, you know, the marketing now, departments they're going to need to do something. Well, it's very true. You've got to make some money. I've been watching and catching up like you have with The Last Dance. I'm not quite up to the story of the oh. Chicago Bulls. I watched two episodes last night. It is very, very good. And oh, the footage is wonderful. Sensation. The last two have been brilliant. Yeah. It is. It's a fascinating. I quite like the way it's. It goes from one player to the next player, or the manager, or the coach, or yeah. whatever. It's. It's very interesting. But a pair of game-worn Air Jordans could go in auction for up to one hundred and twenty thousand pounds. Which is quite a lot of money, isn't it, for a pair of second-hand shoes? I suppose you'd have yeah. to frame them. You wouldn't really <laughs> want to wear them, which would be quite odd. Well, but, just uh, just the rare. Like we said to um, when we talked to uh, Todd about it last Friday, just ones that people have got. Not even that these old vintage shoes because of the last dance. Mm. The one, I don't know if you've seen number seven yet. They're, they're releasing two a week. If people haven't seen it, we do recommend it. But uh, Four the end I've of, seen so far. Okay, well, at the end of number seven, it's very interesting. He talks about some really painful stuff in his life, very painful personal stuff. Uh, I don't want to give too much away because it's quite key, but 
one involving a, a, a story around his father. And in retrospect, yeah, he, talks, he talks to Jason Hare now, the director who we spoke to on the show a couple of weeks ago, and he keeps it together all the time, talking about some really impactful personal stuff. But the only thing that he breaks on and he gets choked on and looks like he's about to cry, and I think there's a tear in his eye, when he talks about the intensity of the way he played and the teams he played in, and sometimes not being seen as a particularly a nice guy because he pushed other players to the limit. But it's a real mm. interesting couple of minutes of footage. It's brilliantly put together. I mean, honestly, I think, as I said, this, I, this yeah. series is just amazing. It's, it's amazing on a lot of levels, and I'm not a massive basketball fan, but blimey, it's completely hooked me. It's... Uh, it's, it's it, was, it was very interesting to see uh, Romish uh, Ranganathan get converted to basketball because he starts the programme the other night and he has that British view, the football fans' view, really, mm. of basketball, that it's too easy to score and there's so many points and you end up in each each time. If you've got so many baskets, you can't get... It's not like a goal. You can't get excited about it. But that kind of misses the point of basketball. Yeah, basketball is it. all about... That's it. That's yeah. what the game is about. And yeah. you do see some brilliant finishes in Last Dance and also the, the documentary I watched, the Celtic-Lakers, the rivalry, which is also utterly brilliant. So, yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's interesting. And uh, Jackson was a brilliant coach, like Alex Ferguson. I mean, the way he handled Rodman, who's brilliant because he was a difficult character, yeah. to say the least. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. <laughs> Let's bring in our series that's well bedded in in lockdown. It's, of course, that point of the show where uh, the Moose goes through his uh, extensive programme collection, picks a couple out at random, and Andy and I, and indeed you by extension, have to try and guess the year from his clues. Good afternoon, Moose. Mm. Hi, Paul. Hi, Andy. How are you doing? Yeah, your ears must Good, have been burning. Ed Nysel was just on with us, the, the club chef. <laughs> How is he? is he? Is he waiting to make me some nice food? Well, I'll tell you what. Do you want we got a little yeah, bit? This we know. asked. We asked about you. This is what he had to say. Have you actually provided food for Ian? It, it's yeah, quite remarkable if you have. Not as much. Not yeah, as much so as uh, he... he probably would have liked me to have. But I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got his. You've, you've marked Excellent. his card definitely. Yeah, he was. I imagine he came back up for for seconds, knowing yeah. the knowing the moose. I think he got booted out when he came up for seconds. <laughs> well, and of course, he has got his own uh, food website. A million things you can do with tuna and sweet corn. Yeah, he's got this thing. If you could knock up, I mean, he's got. It's not. There is even sweet corn, and it. It's he basically Mike. Just tuna. I mean, if microwave tuna seems to be his <laughs> food of choice on a pizza, normally I, I, I find. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. They won't, be make, they won't be making your microwave tuna for the players by the sound of it, Moose. <laughs> no, I'm going to be welcome back there, aren't I, when, when they get the project restarted? <laughs> He's looked after you when you've gone down to speak to the players, though, has he, in the past? Oh, occasionally, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can get Mick on next week from Chelsea. He might get, might get a better response oh, yeah. to some of those questions. <laughs> oh, yeah, Mick's, Mick's food is very good. Oh, There's yeah, no question yeah. about Mick's that. Mick's food's excellent. So, right. um, should we just kick off then, Ian? Yeah, OK. I've, I've got one which I think is very easy this hmm. week and one which I think is uh, is fiendishly difficult. But there we go. Oh, OK. Uh, we'll, start, okay. we'll start with the... It's sort of the easy one. Mm-hmm. Uh, some right. of the players, uh, the home team featured the likes of Gordon Jury, who scored on his debut the week before, right. um, Terry Fennick, and also Naeem and Gidney yeah. Bergson were on the bench. Yeah. Uh, the away team, Dave Besson was the goalkeeper, Tom Boyd was the left back. Right. Um, it also included Paul Elliott and uh, who else can I pick out? Oh, yeah, Alan Dickens and Joe Allen 
were on the bench. So you probably worked out so who two teams are. It's Spurs v Chelsea, isn't Spurs it? Spurs v Chelsea, yeah. Spurs v Chelsea. Uh, amongst the pen picks in the programme, they write about Jason Cundy, who was at Chelsea at, uh, at the time. He says here, Cundy is a former trainee who was given his chance in Chelsea's uh, squad last September. He made such rapid progress and has already been capped twice by the England under-21s. So uh, that might give you a rough idea of the year. Wow. The, the main feature interview is yeah. with Spurs midfielder David Howells. Right. Um, what, let, me, let me pick out a couple of things he, he's asked and said here. Oh, yeah. What is your greatest fear? Uh, he answers, ever having to room with Gaza. <laughs> I think he did, didn't he, <laughs> later on? He's got some great Gaza <laughs> stories, David Howells. And, and what would you to answer to this? What is your favourite smell? What's your favourite smell, Paul? My favourite? I don't know. I'd say this, I'd probably... Uh, I'd, 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 go, I'd go the old freshly brewed coffee. I'll go Route 1 for want of anything better. I'll go... So what is what, did, what would you go for, Andy? Andy you, what's your what, favourite you smell? I'd even... I'd go for bacon. Probably shouldn't say that, but I do like the smell of bacon. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. That's so bad. Uh, anyway, sorry, Moose. Sorry, mate. That's sorry, right. Moose. Uh, favourite smell, favorite smell for David Howells, freshly cut grass. Oh, well, that's oh, a lovely, footballer yeah. smell. It's like the smell of liniment. Mm. I mean, they're, they're, Gary Liniment. He knows he's playing then, doesn't he? He knows he's, <laughs> if he smells certain things, he, he, he knows he's around the game he loves. I'm, I'm guessing Absolutely. that's the case. And to try and give you an idea of maybe what year, uh, something from the club shop, because there was an extensive ma uh, little pull-out magazine in this program about what you could buy from the club shop. It was towards the beginning of the season, yeah. so they were trying to flog everything. A uh, Spurs lunchbox at the time was five ninety nine. Wow. <laughs> a, uh, an umbrella was fourteen ninety nine. Mm-hmm. That's pricey. Um, yeah, and an exercise book is slashed from £2.50 to £1.25. The programme, by the way, costs £1.50. I'm sure you already have an idea what the year is, but if you need a musical clue, here it is. Oh, Chesney. Okay. Mm. Oh, I am going to say... Yeah. It's a bit mad. It's, I'm going to say 1990. I'd say it's a bit later than that. Really? Um, I'd say it's... 90, I'd say 1992. 1992. Okay. 1990 for Andy, 92 for Paul. Gary Mabbott's on the front cover. Pictured right. next to the FA Cup that Spurs won the previous May. Oh. Saturday, the 24th of August, 1991. Oh. oh, I'd written that down first. That's annoying. Right. Oh, well done, Moose. That's good. Ah, okay, that's the that's easy it. one. The more difficult one oh, now. Oh, really? Uh, I'm okay. Gonna, yeah, I'm going I'm to take you to Wembley. Mm. And Watford were the winners on this occasion. So, Watford okay. won. They beat Aston Villa in the final. Um the chairman of the FA at the time was Ted Kroger, or right. General Secretary, as it says here, of the FA. Graham Kelly was the Secretary of the Football League. Um, now, Chelsea didn't take part in, or the Chelsea result wasn't in this because they didn't take part in this tournament. But Spurs, in their opening round match, lost 1-0 to Ipswich. And in amongst the uh, many articles in the programme, although most of it is actually... Uh, just advert after advert, uh, there's a little bit about what you could come and see at Wembley in, in all the various places at Wembley. So, for example, Wembley Stadium it advertises, answer freely if you know this, the InterVarsity Soccer Match. I don't know who took part. Do you know who took part in that? 
Uh, it's it's normally the same two. <laughs> it's always those same two. They always get to the final moose, don't they? Every year. Yeah, they do. Always <laughs> get there. Cambridge. Absolutely. At Wembley Arena, you could go and see things from international netball to professional boxing. Uh, and at the conference centre, because there was a third place you could watch sport at Wembley, fourth place at, at the time, uh, there was the Charles Church International Table Tennis in January Ooh. and also the Snooker Masters. Now, it's not very easy the year. I haven't given you the goal score from Watford because that might give it away. Okay. So I'm going to give you the musical clue now for this particular event. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, it's played so often. Are we talking about a five-a-side tournament at Wembley, like the sort of evening standard London six-a-side or five-a-side? Is that what we're talking about here? He's only gone and guessed it. Wow, on, Andy, that is very clever. Because I was trying to think, what game would they play at Wembley? It's always, <laughs> that is clever. So it would be the very old, good. The, the old. I used to love the old Evening Standard five aside. Mm, it was good. Yeah, it was. It was actually, this one was actually sponsored by a rival uh, newspaper, which I can't oh. mention. Obviously, oh, okay. uh, Fair enough. you're right. We are talking about five aside national football championship Wembley Arena, twenty first of November. It cost fifty p. I'll give you the only clue. Worrell Sterling got Watford's winner against Villa in the final. Oh, they won one. Well, what was the year? It do sort of mid eighties, isn't it? Um, so, but I, blimey, finding a year. I mean, you know, it's not you, you can't pinpoint it through the game. Um, Nineteen eighty-seven. You're going. I'd go a bit early. I'd go eighty-five. Moose. Okay, uh, the Spurs team that was there that, that particular year. Yeah. Um, Chelsea, as I said, never seen Parks, Thomas, Hazard, Ardiles. Crooks and Cook. Can't believe we lost 1-0 in the first round to Ipswich. <laughs> it was 21st November 1984. Ooh. So close. Oh, you got today. Again. But, I mean, Andy almost deserves a point for working out oh, it was the, the five aside. I think that, that I was think that you do. Was I think good. you do, Andy. It was, it, what it was, as Paul mentioned last week, five aside. And I'm, I'm, I'm going through a lot of my programs now because I'm, I'm basically trying to sort of just create some space in my house and I'm putting them all into big, bigger boxes. And I thought, when I saw that, I thought, right, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping that one out for oh, this good. week because you mentioned it, you mentioned it last week. And I thought, how, how, how can I possibly try and trip you up? I'll say Watford won the final at Wembley, thinking yeah. you'd think of an FA Cup or a League Cup final. But uh, that was good. It, it was that was a good one. Also, there we go. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Once again then, uh, striker Andy, the brilliant Ooh, Steve yes. Bruce murder mystery. I sent some more pages over to Dance Today, so the, the, the story oh, will continue. We rejoin Steve Bruce's murder mystery striker now from where we left off yesterday after being arrested for star striker Pat Duffy's murder and released on bail. The Lettersford Town manager Steve Barnes has just finished talking to a couple of the playing staff, striker Jimmy Lawson and side skipper, as he explains it, uh, Martin Thornton. I was assuming that I'd been first to find the body. I strode back to the door. I could see into a number of offices, for in some lights were still blazing. That was something I should mention at our next meeting. We could save on electricity if people switched lights off at the end of the day. In one room, quite alone, was Jimmy Lawson. He was searching among drawers. I watched in amazement. I could see in, but because of the encroaching darkness, Jimmy could not see outside. Jimmy tried to open a steel filing cabinet. It was locked. He tried to force the lock by shaking the cabinet. I half smiled. You don't succeed like that. 
Jimmy came to the same conclusion. What happened next took me completely by surprise. He placed his left foot on a chair. He drew up the left trouser leg to reveal two things. Cowboy boots that reached well over his ankles and a scabbard or sheath for a knife. He drew out the knife. I shuddered. I could tell it was a knife with a, a sharp end. Jimmy poked about in the cabinet lock with the knife. This was the mark of a man made anxious about his future. The knife was no more successful than the shaking of the cabinet had been. Jimmy Lawson again placed his left foot on the chair and carefully replaced the knife in its sheath. He looked round furtively. Then he left the room, leaving the lights blazing. I did not waste a moment. My mind was whirling. Jimmy Lawson needed further investigation. Like Eddie Carberry, Jimmy had cause to dislike me and also the added incentive of fearing that Pat Duffy would replace him. I sprinted round to the car park. Few cars were there. I switched off my mobile phone. I didn't want it to ring and reveal my whereabouts to Jimmy Lawson. He was opening the doors of his Ford saloon. I decided to follow him. What about that? God, dramatic know, stuff I, brought to life by I love the bit. <laughs> yeah. I love the bit where he says, he, he, I could see it was a knife with a sharp end. Well, it would be unless it was a cheese knife. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the knife is there. A end. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. We spoke about the start of the weekend about atmosphere in the stadiums. And, and as you said yesterday, Schalke had decided their marketing manager said they weren't going to have any. Um, atmosphere, sort of um, fake atmosphere in the stadium. And I said to you, watching the South Korea stuff the other day, it kind of did help. It's not constant chanting and it, it feeling very artificial, but when a ball went round the post, there was a kind of ooh uh, collectively that someone no, turned I the know. fader up on. And, <laughs> you know, it did actually improve it. Um, and I saw Joffrey Archer was chatting to a, a, a podcast and he was asked about crowd effects for cricket and he said um, we play music at cricket so why not uh, crowd simulation we can play the clapping play the oohs and the ahs and just try to make it as realistic as possible so that's a player saying that that he thinks they would get some benefit from that in an I, I really mm. can't see a problem with it if it's well managed and you've got someone on the decks that knows what they're doing and has got a feel for football it could work well, look, we know it's not it real, but, it, you know, it's the best we can do. It, no, it would, I think it will help. And uh, if they took the Saturday afternoon at Lords, when off, uh, Joffre made that brilliant spell yeah. and he knocked out Steve Smith, that would be pretty good. They could use that for football as well. It's pretty exciting. I mean, I, we have to be brutally honest. There. there was a time at this station when we, we didn't have the, the, the rights oh, yeah. uh, to certain events and uh, we would cut to the late, great Jack Bannister. Um, and uh, it might even be a test match between England and Australia and we'd get an update and we'd basically get somebody on a village green shouting how's that? I mean we're not suggesting <laughs> that was during the tea interval suggest- yeah, that's right yeah it's tea then we'd often uh, dear old Jack it's tea here at uh, Lords and England are, and then you'd hear someone go how's that? I thought blimey obviously the kids have gone out in the middle but times have changed of course I'm talking about uh, uh, many years ago anyway um, go on I'm oh, sorry, Derek yeah, was Chisora gonna... was talking. Oh, yeah. What was Derek Chisora? I was just saying, saying Derek Chisora was on Jim's show saying yeah. exactly that about fighting behind closed doors, saying he doesn't. He'd been watching the UFC and he didn't think it was very good just to hear the bloke screaming as he got hit. He said it's better to have crowd yeah. noise. So I think it'll be interesting to see what they do. Some will like it, some won't. Of course, it might not be. You no, know, we were talking to uh, Adam about that earlier this week. You know, and uh, it, sometimes you know the sound of the sport. It, it, 
a contact sport like that, fight sports, you don't really want to hear everything because, um, you know, it's kind of almost not good for. It's a bit like that with the boxing. When you Ow. when you when you hear the boxes, or hear the punches landing as well as uh, as uh, as watching. That is a, a slight concern. Talk, the, the listeners been getting in touch. Listen, listeners on, been getting in touch, yep. Andy. I'm just going to say they. Um, they've been telling us uh, off the back of your story that Kim Wilde apparently said that uh, she thinks aliens may be uh, travelling to this uh, planet to make it a better place, which we hope Kim's right. And um, uh, we've had some other uh, feedback on that. Other 80s pop stars have also been talking on the same subject. Uh, James, the Leeds fan, um, he, he's... Uh, no, I can't do that one. I've got, I've got a different version of that. I've got two versions of the same one, two different stories. <laughs> two different stories. Uh, if I can find that one. Um, yeah, Ultravox frontman Midjur was asked uh, if aliens uh, came to live among us. And uh, he said, that means nothing to me. Says David Swindon. Of course he did. Yeah, of course he did. Uh, Meatloaf says if they turn up, he'll be off like a bat out of hell. Of course he did. Um, yes. uh, what else did we have? Uh, Toya was asked by Steve Crust. And uh, will it happen? She said it's a mystery. And uh, you're getting the idea with this, obviously. Uh, Adam Ant will tell the <laughs> aliens to... It's a mis- mystery, I think Might have done. Actually. Stand and deliver. <laughs> Um, and uh, have we got any others? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nick Beggs from Kajagoogoo said it will never happen because they're too shy, of course. I think we may well have ex- exhausted that idea. I but if not, done. yeah, I think it's, it's that's what's the time? Has everybody agreed? Time. <laughs> it's Call officially it. dead. I'm calling it. I'm calling it at uh, 2.44. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. So, golf, tennis, fishing all returned officially uh, yesterday as the uh, lockdown was eased. And our next guest will have a special reason to remember that first day back. Uh, it happened at uh, Style Golf Club in uh, Cheshire. And uh, Ed Sanson joins us. Good afternoon, Ed. Hi there. How are you doing? Good, thank Good you. Thanks. Yes. Um, uh, so, you had a pretty decent start, didn't you? First round, first hole. Tell us what happened. It was it was unbelievable. Yeah, first first round uh, back nine nine a.m. Wednesday morning. Um, got to the club. hadn't 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 swung a club during the whole eight weeks of lockdown. Um, and and first hole didn't warm up. Just sort of one practice shot. And then, to be honest, I was just I, I was hoping it went up in the air and went forwards because I just didn't want to lose any balls. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I only had two other ones in my bag. So that genuinely was my main worry. Um, but just hit it, looked up, thankfully it was in the air, and I thought, oh, wow, that's, that's actually half decent. Uh, saw it bounce, um, and I thought, oh, it's heading for the green, um, and then the light uh, kind of stopped me from actually being able to see it anymore, so I thought, oh, I'm, you know, that, that, that's, that's sort of definitely on the green, I'll be I'll be good at there, so I sort of walked up, and closer I got, I couldn't see it anywhere, so I was getting more and more furious, uh, thinking I can't have lost it, oh, that was a great shot. <laughs> I, Got it to the green, still couldn't see it. Started looking in the fringe, and then I just thought, oh, just on the off chance, have a little glance over my shoulder and look at the hole. Um, and there I could see half the ball sticking out because um, they had the higher cut, um, so the ball hadn't dropped, hadn't dropped all the way in. And I could just see the ball uh, sort of wedged in there. Um, and I just went absolutely mental. <laughs> wow, what a fantastic you, thing! Were you playing on your own, or were you playing with a with a partner? I was playing with my um, with my father-in-law, so I've been doing. I've had eight weeks of lockdown with the in-laws as well. <laughs> Which sounds like a bad movie, but um, yeah. <laughs> did you say to him? I, actually, I was I was a bit rusty. I, I would have put it straight in normally. It wouldn't even have bounced. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we, we 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 were both laughing the, uh, the night before because we were 
talking about how we haven't practiced and then we started talking about what club we're going to hit on the first tee and uh, just basically just unbelievably excited about getting back out there and um, and just, just I, I don't know, it's the first tee shot I've hit when I really haven't cared where the ball was going to go just because I was so happy to be out there as well and maybe that's why, <laughs> why it ended up actually being a good one. That's, it was, um, is that your first hole-in-one ever? First ever, yeah, and, and I've, I'm, a, I'm a very average golfer, so I've never been close before. <laughs> <laughs> amazing, yeah. absolutely amazing. It was obviously I mean, it was a par three, hundred and eighty-seven yards. I mean, I'm sure people would have worked out. It, it, was, yeah. uh, it yeah. was a par three. Oh, sorry, and yeah, you're playing off. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. And uh, you're able to record it for posterity. I take it your father in all. I've seen a little video uh, on on social media of you got yeah. him to to shoot you uh, there and then showing the ball in the hole. Yeah, I filmed it, um, and right. he filmed it at the same time. Mm. Um, so then we took a few, took a few photos as well. Um, but yeah, it was just actually mad. And then everyone we did sort of come, uh, you know, walk past on the course. Um, you know, everyone was in such a good mood anyway, just to be out there, and, and, and everyone was sort of, you know, behaving when it comes to the the uh, distancing rules. But everyone we did cross, you know, I obviously told the story too, <laughs> which was uh, which was good. And their main comment was that I was lucky that. The clubhouse was closed. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it yeah. certainly saved you a few quid, didn't it? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So what, what about the kind of... the Champagne and a takeaway for the in-laws that night. Oh, OK, yeah. yeah. Still probably cheaper <laughs> than buying one for everybody in, in the clubhouse. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. The yeah. um, So what about the sort of protocols and stuff? As you said, how was it... It all worked easily. Is it difficult sometimes not to suddenly grab out at the... At the at the sort of flag post and, and, and take it out um, because they're telling you not to, aren't they? Yeah, no, no, I mean, because they had the, um, because they basically reduced the, the depth of the cut, you know, almost to the point it was only a couple of centimetres shallow, hmm. uh, you could pick your ball up really easy without without touching the um, the flags. It's obviously, you didn't need to move that. You don't take that out for putting or anything. Um, there were no uh, rakes in the bunkers anyway, so you couldn't have tried to rake a bunker if you wanted to. Um you know, they they had markings out on the floor before the pro shops when you arrived to to sign in and, and pay your money. Um, the guy was outside, only letting one person at a time, and they they they, they sort of taped up the floor. Um, and then because you're playing two balls anyway, you're so spaced out. Um, the flow of play was really good because you didn't have anyone holding you up um, behind or in front. So we basically had a glorious kind of. I think we got around in three and a half hours. Um, you know, sunny day golf, not much winds. It was just that's the idea. Um, and as I said, everyone, uh, you know, was in, everyone was in good spirits and chatting. So you still had that atmosphere of being at a golf club and, and um, sort of being out there. But, you know, people were, were sort of respecting, respecting each other. And uh, we, were, we, we were off quite early at 9.04. So when we arrived, the car park wasn't too busy yet. And, yeah, I, I was really impressed. Um, and the course was in incredible condition as well. So it was just a joy to be out there. Excellent. Yeah, I was about to ask you that about the condition of the course, but you've answered me, and because uh, they, they've done well there, haven't they? Can't have been easy for them to maintain it. No, absolutely. We actually, I played on the the Friday before Mother's Day, so basically the Friday before lockdown on the Monday, and it was absolutely soaked as well. Cause we had the sort of the, all the storms in January and February, and it was a, a complete kind of mud pit. Um, and then going back, it was like a different place. Um, it was phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, you you work in the golf industry, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Recently, yeah, yeah. I've um, I've set up a uh, a small golf business, a golf brand. Um, so that's been uh, been interesting, sort of running a, a small business over the last couple of months as well. Because obviously, that's yeah. taken a big 
a big hit. So um, it was funny enough. It was it's Ocean Tea, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we yeah, were talking okay. about this on the show a little while ago. Because I read a little piece about the the return of wooden teas, the kind of sustainability yeah. of it from the from the sort of single use plastics. Mm. Um, yeah. I think we, we're seeing more and more people uh, changing, aren't we? Thankfully. Yes. Yeah. I think. I mean, there's been a few big um, few big things have happened with you know tours um, not using plastic teas. You've got big clubs as well, like Royal North Devon, officially banned plastic teas. Uh, other clubs are doing that now. I think you're going to see more and more of that because it makes no sense. I mean, you don't need to use a plastic tea. Um, and I think a lot of the things, a lot, a lot of bits and pieces we're doing are looking at the plastic packaging that it all comes in as well. Right. Um, and then we're we're also going to look at the kind of apparel side, so uh, replacing kind of synthetic fabric polo shirts with something more organic and, and biodegradable. So it's all really exciting and it was going great. And then um, obviously the, the pandemic came along, which is clearly much is much more important. So sure. uh, it's still a, um, a bit of a kick though to have all the stores and, and tournaments and everything uh, shut, but hopefully we'll get through it. Yeah. Finally, have you got another round no, booked, Ted? Have you got another yeah. round of golf in the, in the ready to go? I'm desperately ringing around. So I'm, I'm driving home tomorrow. So my in-laws finally going home. Um, so I'm trying to see if I've got, got any friends who've got tea times lined up <laughs> I can uh, get involved in. But um, I, I haven't got one yet, but desperately trying to find one. Brilliant. Good Brilliant. to talk to you. Thanks very much. Okay, cheers. Thank you so much. Ed Sanderson there, who got a hole-in-one with his first shot after lockdown the club up in Cheshire. Well done to him. Vic Marks, the former cricketer and now commentator, wrote a piece in The Guardian this morning about playing a round of golf yesterday. How joyful it was, you know. Yeah. You can imagine, can't you, if you love your golf, you haven't been able to get out there. So, uh, brilliant. I can imagine they're going to keep being very busy. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and I, um, yeah, sorry, carry on. Oh, yeah, I, I showed you a, a little video of me uh, that I put up on Instagram saying basically I, 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 I've been doing quite well in lockdown, but I've, I hit the wall today, which was me sparring uh, against the wall, which... Yeah. Uh, I, I punching the bad, wall. But not as good... Punching the wall, but uh, not out of anger, out of no. sparring, because I haven't got anybody's... I can't get Sue to hold the pad. Well, I mean, say. you play <laughs> table tennis with her, can't you get her on the pads? Get her on the pads. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> it would be a bit much. But there was a... Or just get her in the head guard. <laughs> All those, those years of pent-up frustration of the grief you've given her. She could take it out on you. You might find she's good at boxing as well as, uh, as table tennis. Honestly, she's improved so much. It's incredible. It does bear out the old 10,000-hour thing. But I was watching um, uh, on, on Instagram yesterday a video of Jordan Thompson, of course, who he spoke to, fought with uh, Tyson Fury. Jeff, Jeff sparred with him before the Wilder fight, yeah. yeah. That's right. And it's a, it's a video of Jordan sparring with Jeff. Uh-huh. And honestly, Jeff for 63 is ridiculous. <laughs> he looked like he was winning, basically. Really? Jordan is you know, an incredible specimen. He actually was very nice about my punching power on oh. the uh, wall video. Oh, yeah, on the wall? He made a comment. But, yes, well, you know, I try my best. <laughs> it's not really. And, uh, yeah. Well, you could draw <laughs> a face. It, really. You could draw, like, a, a body on the wall and then, you know... Oh, that's a good idea. You could draw a box. I, I mean, you're quite, you're quite a decent I didn't artist notice. I, I took a video the first first I did it, and I thought, Blimey, I'm really punching low because I'm so short. Yeah. I can only really fight people who are about five foot four. Only, <laughs> only you could get disqualified punch- <laughs> for punching low against the wall. <laughs> and then you can't exactly. punch the wall anymore. You're going to get a ban. <laughs> you lost the Probably fight to a like wall. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't be great, it's would true. it? It's true. 
No. Um, now, we never got round to it. Let's do it now. Um, David Beckham, pictures of David Beckham the other day uh, with a thinning <laughs> yeah. thatch, apparently. They even got it a guy called is, uh, Khan Saka, who is from Get Hair UK. Um, who looked at the picture? Who looked at the picture and said he's a professional transplant person? He said David Beckham's hair is indeed looking thin. He verified it, and it did. Uh, yeah, it was quite surprising. He didn't need to. He didn't need to verify. Use your own eyes. Yeah, verify. But what I what I love is that the way the tabloids treat this. And uh, this was in the start. It said David Beckham shows that not even his huge wealth can hold back the thinning of the thatch. Well, of course he can. What's that got to do with anything? As if it could. That'd be pretty. You could have no rich. Bald men, or well, no, you'd have yeah. no bald men who are rich, or something like that. Anyway, either way around, I've got lost there. Yeah, I think you probably <laughs> but, have. Uh, I have, really. I have still had people contacting me and saying, one bloke said to me last night, I've managed to get 58 pistachios in my hand. You know, the thing we were talking about yesterday about how many almonds you could get in your hand. And I, I said that 30 to 40 sounded more than a handful, and then people said, no, no, yeah, you can, well, and showed us. 40 was that you claimed 40 was too many to get in your hand. You thought it had to be Pat Jennings, well, the only person who can hold. 40 almonds, but uh, I, I think know. practically everybody Apparently could. Not. Donald Trump <laughs> could hold 40. That's how easy it was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It wasn't that difficult at all. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. We've been bringing you some of our road trips uh, from the archive from uh, Russia and France and Brazil, etc. But, you know, they're, they're not... Uh, they're not limitless, and I think we've probably reached the end of the road on those. So we were—that's true. We were looking for um, something that might be a bit of fun, and um, we have uh, the clips of the week wheel of fortune. Now, every Christmas, of course, we 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 have a bit of a clips karaoke, and we bring you the best of from over the years. But this isn't this. This is just a uh, one moment in time, as Whitney famously a said. Snapshot. We've just got a snapshot of the clips of the week from any, and we have uh, we have a huge. Um, fantastically expensive Wheel of Fortune uh, back in the uh, TalkSport offices that will be spun by our production team every day. And wherever it lands, I know you're buying all this nonsense, uh, wherever it lands will be... I the know, it's not no, true. You're very, uh, but just a picture, it's a radio conceit. Uh, bear with us. Wherever it lands are the, the clips we will play you from that day. So anyway, let's spin the wheel for the first time now then. <laughs> so they got the horn section in. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Brilliant. So well done. Um, it, well, it's landed, as you can all see, on the 19th of March 2010. So we'll bring you the clips of the week as they went out that day. We've not heard these. We're very much looking forward to it. So anyway, let's take you back. Friday the 19th of March 2010. Talk Sport Clips of the Week. So where should we start, Andy? We start as we often do with uh, Mr Parry. Mm. I, uh, I met a cab driver, what a cab driver, is like a car driver, you know what I mean? No. Well, yeah, well, like, as you said, a handsome cab. I mean, we didn't expect it to be there, did we? Yeah. Rubbish. Now, everybody seemed to be struggling with the website this week, including mm. Lisa O'Sullivan and Dance. Mm. Loads more on the day's top stories. Go to talksport.web.net. Same text and email. Numbers apply. 8 to 89 for your text. Email through the website at talksports.net. 
Talk Talk. Stort. That's Lee Stortz. Uh, Lee Stortz. I'm Lee Stortz. Very good, yeah. No, I'm Lee Stortz. Here's Mike again with an old saying. Yeah. You've heard that expression, Andy. Don't always wish for what you want. If you get it, you might be disappointed. Not really, no. no I've never heard, I haven't that, heard one. that one. Can, we, can I hear it once again? Yeah. Or am I just hear it once again, just to make sure that yeah. old saying. You've heard that expression, Andy. Yeah. Don't always wish for what you want. <laughs> if you get it, you might be disappointed. Yeah. Or careful what you wish for. <laughs> that might be was the a, one. Was yeah. a, an alternative? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, this is uh, Graham Beecroft uh, at uh, Liverpool versus Portsmouth. Graham Beecroft is there for Talk Sport tonight. Yes, you're absolutely right. As far as Liverpool are concerned, an absolutely crucial game, a must-win Wayne uh, game. It's not Wayne, it's Mark. <laughs> yeah, not Wayne. That's true. Here's a caller to Mike Graham. Uh, Derek's on the M25. He might have some news for us on the jam-up over there by the M4. Hello, Derek. Hello, Mike. How you doing? Yeah, good, mate. What you got for us? Well, first of all, it's nice to talk to you. I've been listening to your programme for a year, well, quite a few uh, months now. Uh, right. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, actually, I've only heard it once. <laughs> <laughs> what was your name again? Yeah. Listen to when I say years, I mean minutes. That's <laughs> a bit of a Trevor problem. Yeah, I actually didn't intend to listen now, to be honest. <laughs> so, uh, there we are, that was called at Mike Graham. Back to Mike Parry, uh, kicking off a new hour with Andy Townsend. Mm. Very good afternoon. Uh, now, it's, come uh, on. It's about six minutes no, past no, twelve. No, 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 you're not oh, winding well, me up. Oh, just lunchtime, no, I'm just finishing off. No, you are not winding me up. You know it's the height of ignorance to talk to people when you're on the phone. Hey? Hey? What? Really? Well, it wasn't until Mike said that, the height of ignorance <laughs> has been surpassed, really. <laughs> we knew what he meant. We do. Here's uh, David Pleat now with uh, Saggers and Stan. They've got to know the type of man that they want. <clears throat> it's a man that ticks their boxes. Getting quite, getting quite emotional, emotional, wasn't he, really, Pleaty, yeah. there? Yeah. I wonder if he's any relation to that bloke who rang Gwynny and Dance that time. Mm. William's in Tyneside. Hi, William, you're on TalkSport. Hello. Hello, William. William. Happy New Year to you. Hi, yeah. What's your point, mate? Uh, there's two points I'd like to make uh, about Mickey. Mm-hmm. He played for Newcastle United, you know, quite a few years ago. Yeah. And that, I, I didn't realise how good he was. Oh, you're missing him. You're missing him clearly, based on what you got now. God, scored so many goals. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. It's Any relation to Pleaty, I don't know. Hmm. So, uh, who's next? It's Goffy now, uh, recalling a classic Peter Sellers film. Well, the bomb from Dr. Stranglelove, Ben, in Manchester. <laughs> Dr. Stranglelove. Yeah, it, it is a tremendous film, isn't it? Ooh, that was one from Adrian's collection, didn't we? Yeah, uh, back, <laughs> back at four, uh, of course, with Adrian in bow time is Goffey. Uh, Mike Parry uh, slightly worried us here mm. uh, as he spoke to a, a possible future Mrs. Parry uh, at Cheltenham. All right, Andy, well, it's all happening down here, mate. It, it certainly is. It certainly sounds like it as well. There's Thank a lady you, Mike. Here with a fantastic pair of tights oh, on. Oh, well, that was close, wasn't <laughs> it? Where's he going with that? Fantastic pair of tights on. Brilliant. Phew. Here's uh, Steve Curry now joining Alan and Ronnie on Breakfast. It'll be interesting to see what the viewing figures are at uh, Augusta this year. Uh, Massive. Oh, they'll absolutely quadruple. Yeah. Oh, they will. Yeah, I got one of those from Ben and Jerry's. It's nice. Four, four scoops. Four different scoops. Tremendous. Four flavours, the old <laughs> quadruple. That's marvellous. <laughs> Massive. Ed, thanks for that. Yeah. Great. Can I isolate that for my um, mobile <laughs> ringtone? Be nice every. Martin! <laughs> uh, yes, anyway, staying with Ronnie. Uh, yeah. Now, if you were a jump jockey, yeah. what's uh, the one way in which you wouldn't want to be described? Hey, that's Ruby Walsh. He's got a stack full of good rides. Brazil needs a winner. Hopefully, Ruby's going to give him one in the first. Rupert, uh, I mean, these jockeys, <laughs> they're so down to earth, aren't they? 
Yeah, <laughs> down to earth, really, is not an ideal description, Ron, of a jump jockey. That's, really, that's what we no. call a faller in the business, really. Yeah. And finally, and finally we like this oh, one. We love this one. I think you'll enjoy this one, folks. It's back to Mike Parry with a competition. The prize is four places in the Cheltenham Course restaurant. That's one of the um, restaurants here on the course at the, uh, sorry, uh, not this course, on the, at the Paddy Power Gold Cup Festival in November, which of course is at <laughs> this course. <laughs> of course. Of course it, of course it yeah. is. Uh, so there we are. There's the clips of the week. Thanks to Lawrence the Evertonian, Roger Clifford, JC from Falkirk, Liam McShane, Paul in Malta. Hello? Uh, Neil Holloway, uh, Dave Stout, uh, Sam Speed. Uh, Dan Bradbury and Millwall Map. So there it was. That was uh, new to us. A few old classics in there. Well, yeah, ones we, I mean, we've I not heard that's... for ten years. Mister Parry on the course, of course, was the pure Danny yeah, Kaye, that was wasn't brilliant. it? Was no, the, my favourite. Not this there, course, though, of course. Clearly. <laughs> Sorry, what was a your clear one? Clear winner for me. Mm. <laughs> Peter Sellers' film, Doctor Strangle Love. <laughs> Doctor Strangle Love. Yeah, it was good. Uh, anyway, so there we are. That's the old clips of the week. Wheel of Fortune. You get the idea. Yeah, we spin the wheel. Turns up on a date, and we play those clips uh, warts and all as they went out. They're not all going to be gold by the nature yeah. of it. They won't all make the Christmas show, but uh, I hope there was enough in there to amuse you for a few moments. So we'll do it all again. Yes. Not tomorrow, because we've got a fresh batch for you, but we'll do it for you uh, oh, okay. next week. Yeah, okay. I it wasn't like a one-off. Yeah, no, I mean, exactly. it seems a waste otherwise. No, no. Well, let's be honest. We've got enough of them. Yeah. 20 years worth. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we'll be all right now. We're not going to run out like we have in the road show. No. I don't know if you've noticed during... Uh, I mean, in one sense, it's very nice, and it's sort of typical of me not to like this, but uh, you know these people have sort of noticed how nature has, sort of, has re-emerged, but there's yeah. been a lot of the colonists have done it. So this is a typical one on, in the Sunday Mirror uh, last week. Amid the gloom, there have been some magical moments. In just one day, I woke up to a peahen outside my bedroom window. Then I saw baby fox cubs playing in my garden. Garden, a woodpecker pecking at the lawn and a kestrel driving into our fence while I stood Barnes trying to get a pigeon and you think really do you, do you know what I mean I find that sort of quite I find that quite annoying I don't know why I just it's also sort of romanticized it's not true is it it's not you didn't really sit out the window and notice all that at one go you're just making it up really I think well, Andy, that'd be a my slightly guess. cynical view the animal kingdom is getting bolder definitely I know even even I take oh, yeah. the dog I take for the dog for a walk um after the show and uh, the squirrels uh, i mean look you know she's a dog she chases squirrels. she never catches them she's not quick enough but um yeah. but they've been sort they tarry a while now they kind of look at her and think well you know not many dogs about these days and they sort of they <laughs> few times she's got quite close i'm quite worried um, oh, she's going to have them. Because they're just they're getting a bit cocky. I think they think that it's like they, they think, <laughs> it's you know, it's... Squirrels are getting, getting cocky. They're getting a bit cocky. They're suddenly thinking, you know, well, I can hang about now. There's not many dogs, not many people about. I just, I mean, I don't blame them for That's having true. that feeling, but uh, but no, she hasn't got yeah. one yet. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Uh, we catch up with another friend of the show that's been a regular guest on the programme. Over the years, he had lockdown is treating them. It's comedian Swindon Town fan. Ivo Graham. Ivo, good afternoon. Hello, Paul. Hello, Andy. It's an absolute honour to be described as a friend of the show. Oh, well, it's... It like oh. the final episode of a great box set. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well that's, how, that's how you're considered in these parts. So thank you very much uh, for joining us. So how, what, what's the experience been like? Who are you locked down with, or who were you locked down with? We're semi-locked down now, aren't we? Yes, it's easing, but not at this end. And there will certainly be no live stand-up comedy for many months or even years, or possibly ever. Yeah. Um, 
So uh, <laughs> very much investigating how soon I can start tapping into that family money. Um, I, uh, uh, I have a little bit saved from my own endeavours, but it will not last the autumn. So um, all is good. Uh, I am with my young daughter getting to spend a lot more time watching her grow up uh, than might otherwise have been the case. So that is a really massive silver lining and we're having mm. a very nice time. Her mum and I are with her in Wiltshire. We're actually at my parents' house, um, but my parents aren't here, which is sort of the, the best deal. I'm, I'm, <laughs> uh, not too to anyone who's really missing their parents because we're, we're Skyping, obviously, and you know I do look forward to them being back in the country soon. They, they live in uh, Hong Kong, right? Um, and they were meant to be this year, and then they can't because of this. So we're in the house, all of the agar, none of the agro, and <laughs> uh, you know it's. it's I, I don't want to be one of those sort of smug lockdown people, but we're having a cosy family time, and um, you know it's uh, it, it's not been too bad. Uh, how have you found um, uh, lockdown and, and, and the homeschooling aspect of it? How have you been, how have you been faring there? Well, the good news is my daughter's 15 months old. So right, OK. <laughs> I do a little bit of, you know, Latin and Greek poetry just to give her a head start. Um, I'm not actually required to be covering any sort of curriculum yet. Oh, any OK. Um, you know, if she points at a banana and says, uh, that, that's pretty much the height of her development thus far. Which is, I, I think, sounds... you know, again, I, I don't want to be tactless to any parents who are having to do homeschooling and juggle it with work and everything else. But I would really relish it, I think. You know, I'm not saying fingers crossed for another pandemic in five years' time, but I'm, <laughs> I'm a frustrated supply teacher and I'd really come into my own. <laughs> it says on your Twitter byline, it says, used to do comedy before the blackout, which I know is sort of one view of it. But, I mean, is there a way, I mean, we've spoken to quite a few comedians, but is there a way that you could monetize what you do online? You know, do a performance. I mean, we talk about football behind closed doors. Is it possible to do comedy like that? Andy Jacobs always has his eye on the bottom line. And, uh, and I, I, I like that. You know, uh, you and my father are the two people most investigated in how this is all looking for me financially. And uh, there, there are a couple of things I could do. I've, I've uh, you know, obviously TV shows are still being made with people contributing, you know, via Zoom and Skype and any mm. other video conferencing software they can get their hands on. Um, so I've done a couple of those. Uh, I'm on uh, Have I Got News For You uh, tomorrow night, which uh, we recorded uh, yesterday. I don't think I'm giving too much away by saying that. And, uh, you know, it's absolutely lovely. It was a, quite a weird environment to do it in. And you're constantly talking over each other and having to sort of start little bits again. But uh, it was a great honour to do it, you know, in, in any environment. So we'll see how that looks. And you do bits and bobs. And I suppose some people are being more creative than others a lot of people are really leaning into social media and they're pump pumping out a lot more content and some of them are just doing that for the for the lols and for the bants and some of them are trying to monetize it or they're doing gigs online and they're selling tickets to them so you have to pay to be a sort of vip in a zoom gig i mean there are lots of different ways to approach this but the truth is that none of them really can match the buzz and crackle of being in the same room, I think. Now, you've been watching a bit of TV, I see, from social media, Ivo, and one of, uh, one of which was, um, uh, what's it called, Normal People, the, Normal big, people. the big show, yeah. And, uh, Eight tweets about Normal People in the last week. Wow, you'd obviously read the book because there was a scene you were looking forward to that had had some football in it, but they replaced the football, maybe because they couldn't afford the rights. 
I'm absolutely delighted that you picked me up on this one. Uh, for uh, six of my eight tweets about normal people or about this inconsistency. In the book, in Sally Rooney's original, um, there is a scene where the two main characters, uh, Marianne and Connell, are debating their romantic future. And in the background is the 2014 World Cup quarterfinal between Holland and Costa Rica. Right. I remember reading that and punching the air because not that the you know love story in and of itself you know, wasn't keeping me going. But just having a little bit of World Cup quarterfinal action sprinkled in there, you know, <laughs> and it was mentioned in quite a cursory way. It didn't really lean into the tactical masterstroke of Louis van Gaal bringing rule off the bench for the penalty shootout, but that might have seemed a bit indulgent. <laughs> Unfortunately, by the time it appears in episode 11 of the TV show, it's been replaced with uh, a Gaelic football match. Oh. between Dublin and Donegal, which is obviously much more related to the to the show and its Irish setting. And Paul Mescal, who plays Connell, uh, actually used to play Gaelic football to a pretty high level. Mm. So it is fitting, and maybe, as you say, there were there were budget reasons, or, or maybe Tim Krul just wasn't happy to have his face on BBC Three. We, we can't know. <laughs> I think it was probably FIFA not licensing the... It was probably going to cost more than all the actors got for the series for about 30 seconds of, uh, of Louis van Gaal. But... Great party hoopers, <laughs> unlike the Gaelic Football Association, who are happy, yeah. happy to share their content with anyone who wants it. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, Swindon, we spoke to the Moose earlier on, who, who thinks there's a big announcement coming tomorrow about Leagues <clears> 1 and <throat> 2. Yeah. And we've spoken to players in those divisions, some of which were kind of in that sort of uh, no-man's land of not going up and not going down, and, and fans in a similar position. But, I mean, you've got skin in the game, haven't you? I mean, your boys were, were flying high and, and looking like you were, you were pretty solid for promotion when all this ended. So, I mean, I mean, there's, I mean, it depends what they do, whether they null and void it. It seems they won't. They'll find a way of, of, of promotion and relegation. Points per game, my friends. Points per game. You're pushing that. Yeah, that you come out well. I take it on that front. <laughs> of course. Sat in the news about PPE. How about a bit more PPG? That's, uh, <laughs> that's my opinion. <laughs> it is, um, a shame, actually, that Swindon were top of League Two for about four or five months, hmm. and then we threw it away with a home defeat to the uh, vegan army of Forest Green Robes in what I think was our last game before everything got shut down. So we're second in, in uh, League Two. We'd go up as it stands, but on points per game, we would be the champions that we surely would have been by this point uh, if things had continued. So it would be great if that was done. I, I think there's also a PPG scenario where Oxford don't go up from League One despite the fact that they're third. So very happy if that was to take place as well. Um, but, you know, ultimately... Uh, we have to also accept that there are more important things. And if the season is voided, then uh, in the words of Paolo Di Canio, we'll just win the League Two next season instead. Yeah, of course. That's, that's a very, very yeah. sensible well, would way to That would be incredibly looking. harsh, though. I hope that doesn't happen. I hope they come. It would, it would be very harsh. It would be harsher on... I mean, there'd be teams like... Well, I mean, Liverpool and Barrow, those are the two... Uh, I think, you know, that deserve it the most. And Swindon, you know, we've, we've done pretty well this season. And we've all, I mean, it was already enough of an emotional rollercoaster losing our two best strikers in January, then thrillingly getting them back a couple of weeks later um, in, uh, in the Arsenal Vought Schwarzenegger film Total Recall set in League Two. And then, you know, just as we've got the dream team back together, the, you know, coronavirus shuts down the league. So it's, it's been an eventful few months and hopefully those players will still be playing football in a Swindon shirt whenever football is being played. Brilliant, Ivo. Look, it's been good to talk to you. Um, uh, Thanks, Keep up the good work with your daughter and, uh, and we'll see you on Have I Got News for You tomorrow night then. Sorry? Oh, we'll see well, you. Fingers, yeah, fingers crossed. 
Good. I can't. Don't I, think they'll, I don't think they'll edit you out completely. I think you'll. I think you'll be all right. You'll make the edit. <laughs> that's the bare minimum. As long as I'm laughing and waving, that's all. I <laughs> Cheers, Ivo. Take care. Thanks, guys. That's Comedian Ivo Graham there. That reminds me of when we used to do fantasy football. Um, obviously, we'd record. The show was 27 minutes or 28 minutes. And then we'd record uh, sometimes at double that, 56 minutes. So it was quite hard to edit it down. Mm. So you have to use, when you you know this, Paul, but when you, you, you're doing these sort of things, you have to use a cutaway of somebody as a kind of edit point so that you don't notice that you're jumping on the person you're actually editing on. And uh, <laughs> there'd be some weeks where the, there'd just be a guest who was just that, that they never said anything except they were just the cutaway. Away, they were the edit point. Not, oh dear. The edit point, not ideal really, but uh, if it was you, I do apologise. You know who you are. <laughs> Guess, yeah, that's happened to some good people. I've spoken to kind of comedians over the years who've done those panel shows quite early on. Quite big, mm. exalted names. And they just, they get, they get in the edit. They thought, I had so much good stuff. They come away from the recording saying, I was sensational. <laughs> say to the agent, I was fantastic yeah. tonight. And they watch it the following night, and all they do is nod. And let's get the final yeah. scores. It happens. Yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Mike Ward is on hand to tell you what's worth watching. Good afternoon, Mike. Hello, Mike. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, you're there. Oh, good. I am here. here now. Oh, good. hello. Marvellous. Uh, before yes. we start looking at the programmes, shock news today. Worrying news, because I'm a big fan of the channel, but maybe uh, that's the problem. Um, <laughs> BBC Four mm. could uh, could go by the wayside. They will spend the money instead on more oh, programming for no. BBC Three. For BBC Three? Oh, is that, <sighs> is that still a thing? 
Well, apparently, I mean, that's the thing, to make more kind oh. of youth-orientated TV. To make, to make yeah. more TV for the people who don't watch TV. Well, that, that was kind of at the, partly at the back of my mind. But uh, <laughs> BBC Four is, is uh, I mean, they said the average viewer of mm. BBC Four is 62. Hello. So it was a bit unfair. <laughs> that's a bit you know, odd. the people that watch yeah. a lot of telly. Oh, um, that's, that's a very good reason to get rid yeah, of it. Yeah, let's, let's, let's get rid of the, but, uh, the thing has, that people so want to Why don't you get rid of the one show on first? That's what I say. And also, I, do you know? I anticipate there'll be a, there'll, there'll be outrage. On, you know, it'll be, it would be handwriting letters of complaint to the BBC and posting them because that's yeah. what people of sixty-two do. It's what BBC used. BBC Two used to be when I was a kid. It's kind of. I mean, it's more than that actually. It's the, it's a kind of. They have some very good it's stuff. Like a lot of great music yeah. documentaries. They have on great there. stuff on BBC Four, but because it's also one of those pro, one of those channels that they'll do stuff. I mean, I guess you could argue this with you know BBC Three used to do this, do stuff that you wouldn't necessarily see elsewhere. So yes, you get a lot of re- re- repeats, and <laughs> you know, but you do everywhere at the moment. Mm-hmm. But you also get a lot of things that you stumble upon that you maybe you know what one of the great things about TV in its traditional form is that you you know if you just let the schedules sort of you know do their thing. And they can sort of um, almost like curate your evenings. I know that sounds a bit pretentious, yeah. but you can watch stuff that you wouldn't act, act, actively seek out. You know, in a world where we no longer have terrestrial TV and schedules, and we're all left to our own devices, find what you want. It's out there somewhere. You know, you miss the, miss this sort of that opportunity to be presented with something that you wouldn't actively look for yourself and go, "Wow, yeah. I really enjoyed that. That was that's really opened my eyes to something different." And that's what BBC Four does. And there'll be nowhere else for those yeah. sorts of shows, Mike. That'll no. be the problem because you know BBC Two has become much more populist. It's become sort of almost a breeding ground. You know, it does well on BBC Two. It yeah. goes on to BBC One. So, so in the Bake Off, you know, exactly. Just, yeah. So in the hunt for viewers, you mm. end up, and so there won't be a place for that slightly I, sort of I, a mad eclectic stuff and interesting and quirky telly which is a great shame and in all seriousness you know i do think bbc3 you know the whole the whole reason why bbc3 was put online is because it sort of acknowledged that you know it it's it's catering for a different audience and that audience is not that impressed by television in its in its traditional sense so stop chasing the impossible and actually concentrate on people that are loyal you know, viewers that you know want something that they've they've paid for as well, and that can you know serve their needs and entertain and educate and excite them. So you yeah, know. I'm with you on that. Yeah, well, they can save money uh, by starting by axing the real Marigold Hotel. Yeah, they could do. It's a bit That's on well, tonight, isn't done, it, Mike? It's been it done, is isn't it? the real Marigold Hotel. Well, yeah, let's let's pack let's pack off. Um, you know. Uh, a bunch of seasoned seasoned celebrities is how I describe them to, to to avoid avoid being too offensive, you know, to see whether they'd like to retire in India and watch them for four episodes talking about how they'd love to, you know, retire in this vibrant community. And once they got used to the chaos, etc., etc., it's it's a you know life affirming experience. And I might retire here, and then they go home and they never think about it again. Yeah, well, exactly yeah. the same. So it was good the first series, but that's it. So you've just described the first of, series, yeah. but now we're into the fourth series. You're so sort you know, of fair it. enough. Well, well, I was, Blowers has a flare-up of an old cricket injury. Oh, we understand. Yeah, this I hadn't re- yeah, he does. does I he? hadn't realised that. That uh, yeah, he goes to he goes to um, uh, some, get some yoga therapy, uh, and he tells the person running it that when he says uh, she said, "Have you had any injuries? Any history?" He said, "When I was seventeen, I bicycled into a bus." 
Wow. Spent 28 days think. unconscious. That's why he's got the thing about buses. He just says it flashback yeah, every time he sees a bus. Well, I've just spotted a bus. Yeah. <laughs> Very similar Sorry. to the one that I bicycled into. Yeah, wow. identical. Oh, well, it was really oh, serious, though, wasn't it? Joking. It was a yeah, huge... Yeah, yeah. 17, 17 brain operations. Cool. Apparently. Good Kitty. Lord. Bone splinters oh. out of my head. There you go. Cool, that's dark. Good Lord. Yeah, I think we've talked to him about dark. it. I knew he had a bad injury, but yeah, wow, that that is bad. You know, that well, that is, that's that's serious. Oh yeah, that is. Um, bearing in mind he's eighty something, he's lived with that. With, yeah, know, it's obviously yeah. yeah. But I think the the yoga is more about his bad back. So I think right. he's just giving you the whole medical yeah. history, just just because it's well, that's fair enough. Might as well. Now, she did ask. Picker tonight, um, something that could easily sit on uh, BBC Four is Charlie Brooker's uh, antiviral. Mm. Wipe, yes, uh, which I'm very much looking forward oh, to. Oh, it's brilliant! It is, it is, it is absolutely. I've just washed, washed it, um, and it is. I would say it's sort of like ninety nine. You know, like like a good antiviral wipe, ninety nine point nine percent successful in its in what it sets out to do. It's very, it's very, very funny. It's it's oh. absolutely spot spot on on so many levels. It made it actually made me laugh out loud, which is quite an achievement. I tell you, you know, wow. that, that's that is. absolutely brilliant. And, I mean, I love Charlie Brooker, and I love. I know you've been on with us for seven weeks. You haven't laughed out loud once. <laughs> oh, you've got one there. You've got one. You've got to laugh out loud from a laugh out loud gag. Sorry, I just... If I don't, before you go on to your... My life will not be worth living if I don't say this to you because my wife's been going on about it all more. She loves your particular slot, Mike. She really enjoys it. Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. She said to me, say that is a fantastic show. I haven't seen it. Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. What's that on? I have no idea. She just gives me. Tell Mike about Zoe's extraordinary playlist. She just handed me a, a note that says Zoe's extraordinary playlist. So, is it, is it, is it Zoe Ball? Is it Zoe Ball? It's a different Zoe. No, oh, it's a different Zoe. Oh no, it's not. I think it's an American show. Oh, is it? Okay. I want to tell you what it is. Here we go, Wiki. It's an American musical comedy drama television show, and I don't know what channel it's on over here, but. I mean, it's, it's passed me by, I must no. say. It might seem to have passed you by <laughs> well, as I well. Shall, I shall investigate. Shall I investigate? It, it, it Not now, obviously. It's on all four. It's out, it's out on all four oh, somewhere. So, uh, it's on yeah, all four. Yeah. Do you know what? However much I sort of watch TV, I always realise I sound clueless. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's just too much to ever sound so anything much but clueless. Of course. It's just, you never yeah. set yourself up as an expert, though, Mom. Although, actually, you did, didn't you? No. That's, actually, that's not strictly oh, true. Well, yes, not strictly that was true. a bit of miscalculation. There you this, go. Uh, this football one sounds good that you've recommended tonight. Yeah. I didn't see it first time around. Tell us about that. No, this is this is no, I didn't. It's, it's when football changed forever. So this was first shown in 2016, mm. and it's a story of the the 1991-1992. Um, Football League Division One, as it was then, yeah. uh, campaign, which was the last before the Premier League uh, came into existence. So it was, you know, everybody. It looked as if Manchester United were going to get it, and then obviously Leeds uh, came through. And it, mm. you know, it's obviously got you know, the big, uh, the big names of the time: Gordon Strachan, Lee Chapman, Eric, certain Eric Cantona. But also, it's, it's interesting looking at the table because actually, when I saw this was on, I checked the table for that season. And when you look at some of the other. Um, uh, what, what's going on elsewhere? Arsenal were the, were the champions, and then they slipped fourth. But then you've got round the bottom, you've got Notts County, who of course no longer even in the league, um, oh. going getting uh, relegated. Luton Town and West Ham uh, near the bottom. 
which is not particularly unusual, as I'm sure they'd agree. But you know, the other two. So it just, I, I'm still, I'm still that the type of person who thinks the league, the top tier of, of the league, should look like it was the, the year that I first became interested in football. <laughs> and anything, any change from that, any deviation from that, is a deviation from the natural order of things. In which case, I think, okay, uh, yeah, that's very weird, isn't it? But there you go. Now, um, this evening, also to give us all a bit of a light relief during lockdown, is is a repeat of something called the plane crash. You know what? I try really hard to find things to, that, that don't just go on and on and on about how how wretched everything is. And Channel Four almost every night seems to coronavirus. Have you got it yet? Yeah. Cor- you know, <laughs> coronavirus. Know. That, I'll probably, watch one of those. Yeah, I just don't it's terrible. It. Yes, uh, just tell me the facts and then let me just go and watch something mindless in all the, all series. So anyway, <laughs> just 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 for a change, they thought, yeah, well, we they've had enough coronavirus. Let's give them something cheery. So yeah, we've got a repeat of the plane crash, which is actually to be fair a very good documentary it was mm. first shown which i thought i'd seen it about two years ago but i looked it up and it was eight years ago so wow. that's quite scary so what do they do they stay they, they right, stage in crash, the mexican yeah. in the middle of the mexican desert they actually staged a, a plane crash the, the yeah. guy bails out and you know it's obviously done under controlled conditions but the idea is to work out exactly what physically happens by monitoring it in all sorts of ways that you wouldn't necessarily be able to do uh most interesting of all is to establish the whole thing about what's the safest place to, you know, which pit, bit of a plane traditionally takes the most impact and if you're on a plane, as if you're ever likely to be on a plane again, uh, where's the safest place to sit, for example? That's the one thing that, you know, um, in all honesty, I guess it depends yeah. which way it lands. But I've seen this and it is quite dark because, you know, they have these high-tech crash test dummies, as you say, and yes. they look at the impact injuries and you're thinking, That's right. blimey. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not a nervous flyer, but so I do remember you, watching you, will be. at the time. <laughs> yes. Are you better off sitting in the front of the plane in first class or are you better off at the back? Uh, back, apparently. Okay. Uh, that's, well, that's the Here one thing that sticks in my mind from that. I was... right. Uh, yeah. yeah <laughs> black is, black is a, but sitting at the back is apparently the, the, the place to be. Um, and very slightly further up in the sky, what's chasing the moon, Mike? On, BBC, this is, on, on, this the, on the soon to go BBC Four. <laughs> soon to go. What if it gets? There's a new six-part series, although it may not get to the end, obviously. Um, about um, the, 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 the space race. So uh, you know, if you were sort of interested, as I, when I was a kid, I was actually really into the whole sort of Apollo moon landing thing. I remember oh. what we were staying up and watching the man, you know, Neil Armstrong walking on the moon, that kind of thing. So I was sort of fascinated by this. I'm not quite so interested in the bit up till then, but this takes us right back to the late fifties uh, when the Russians sort of. Uh, is it documentary or kick, drama? It's a, sorry, it says documentary. Oh, okay, right. So it's a six-part documentary, um, starting off with Sputnik One going up in 1957, and then of course Americans' feelings if that was a, a challenge that they had to meet with their own uh, with their own mission. But of course, it was all it was all filmed in a Hollywood studio anyway, so they never made it. Did you ever watch The Earth to the Moon, the, the Tom Hanks uh, TV miniseries? Did you ever watch that, Mike? Uh, no, I don't think I did. When was that I watched on? That. I, uh, I think it was on. I bought the sort of... Somebody recommended to me and I bought the DVD. I think it was on. It possibly could have been BBC uh, Four. But, uh, yeah, Tom Hanks was in it. Well, I'll never see that again. And it's the uh, story, a kind of drama of the, oh, of okay. the space race that was... Yeah. Yeah, right. they might, I, maybe, um, they, maybe they put it on BBC Three with a bit of, drum, <laughs> yes. bit of drum and bass under it. <laughs> 
I was finished watching the Peter Sellers documentary you recommended last yeah. month. Very good. And it was good. There was yeah. one bit here, though, where he's so besotted with Brit Brit Eklund. Brit Eklund? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he by called Brit Eklund. Brit Brit lovely Ackland. girl. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Strangle Love. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Brit Eklund. And uh, he showered her with gifts, which included a mink bikini. Oh, I said to me, that would be very good for swimming. I thought, well, that's wouldn't a fair be great, point, wouldn't really. It? Yeah, we're in a bit of useless, really. Yeah, very uncomfortable. Uh, t- totally change the subject. I I hadn't watched. You know that um, the, the 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 big concert that was Lady Gaga curated that thing a few weeks ago. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I hadn't watched it all the way through because I, I found it painful. But part of Charlie Brooker's thing tonight, he he, do, he shows the uh, Elton John clip. Elton John doing "I'm Still Standing." I don't, did you did you see it? Did you watch it? Did you see I that? I did. Yeah, it, it, it was. Yeah, I didn't know. He, I did. I did see his performance, and I remember it's the, awful, the, fe- isn't it? the feeling at the time was <laughs> he, he was just. I think he's got bored with singing it, so he sing he sings it in the, almost in the in the Vic Reeves pop it is, style, it isn't it? Is. Exactly that. Yeah, it's absolutely <laughs> unbelievable. It, it's, yeah. but it, but what makes it great is he puts on that smile where he's doing it, a bit like Les Dawson playing the piano really badly. Yeah. You know that is that it's completely oblivious to his awfulness, which just makes it even funnier. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. There we go. That was this afternoon show. We're back tomorrow. It's Friday, so we'll have a fresh batch of uh, clips for you all being well. Uh, but we'll have Martin Kellner and lots more besides. Until then, keep safe. Oh, don't forget, don't forget the birthday spread. Oh, the birthday spread. Yeah, of course, Andy's done a fresh birthday spread. I'll take on a Talk Sport listener. It could be you. Um, stay safe. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.